If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome back to another episode of Growing Up the Same. I'm your host, Trevon Edwards, and I'm joined always by my co-host, Jason Madison, a.k.a. Jay Skills. What's going on, bro? What up, man? Good to see you, Trey. And today we're joined by our special guest, the lovely Lexi Brown. How you doing? Good. How are y'all? Wonderful. Can't complain. Hungry. (laughs) Hungry, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Lexi Brown is an American professional basketball player for the Minnesota Lynx of the WNBA. She is a ninth pick by the Connecticut Sun in the 2018 draft and played at the University of Maryland as well as Duke University. Lexi, this is a one of the two. You ready? Ready. Simpsons or Family Guy? Family Guy. The Notes app or Writing Notes? The Notes app. Waze or Google Maps? Ugh, Waze. Popeyes or Bojangles? Bojangles. Ashanti or Keisha Cole? Um, Keisha Cole. Nobody care about that verse no more though. <laughs> <laughs> Travis Scott or Future? Ooh, Travis Scott. Can't stand the Toxic King. I cannot. <laughs> Chili's or Applebee's? Oh, Chili's. They got good drinks. <laughs> Target or Costco? Target. Yes. Smoothies or pressed juice? Smoothies. A hike or a swim? A hike. Mini hoop or mini golf? Mini golf. Pineapple Express or Project X? Project X. Airheads or Sour Patch Kids? Sour Patch Kids. Duke or Maryland? Duke. Easy. (laughs) (laughs) Crab cakes or shrimp and grits? Shrimp and grits. Dunk contest or three-point contest? Three-point contest. You got served or step up? (laughs) You got served. Duh. 
would you rather take an hour nap or an hour in a jacuzzi? Hour nap. Uh, the busted challenge or the Bernie Sanders meme? The Bernie Sanders meme. <laughs> um, Martin Lawrence or Will Smith? Will Smith. Mike Epps or Cat Williams? Oh, that's a hard one. Cat Williams. Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat. Fenty or Ivy Park? Fenty. Mexican or Italian food? Um, Mexican. East Coast or West Coast? East Coast. Um, for basketball, ESPN or TNT? TNT. Stream a movie at home or go to the theater if it's not Corona? Okay. <laughs> Pre-COVID, definitely like to go to the movies. Uh, would you prefer a dope playlist or a dope album? A dope playlist. College or the pros? College. <laughs> <laughs> Sweats or hoop shorts? Sweats. Life before social media or life with social media? Life before. Would you rather fly to Mars or discover what's at the bottom of the ocean? Fly to Mars. Bungee jumping or skydiving? Skydiving. Uh, would you rather write your own biography or have somebody that you don't know make a movie about you? Write my own biography. PlayStation or Xbox? Uh, I'll go with PlayStation because that's what my brother has. <laughs> Game Boy or Switch? Ooh, Game Boy. Call of Duty or GTA? GTA. Jordans or Yeezys? Jordan. And the last one, Pandemic or Panoramic? <laughs> Panoramic! Panda Express! Yeah. Panini Press! All of it. <laughs> Yeah. That's the first one. I, I'm, I'm getting old. I ain't heard them last two. <laughs> but I'm going to add them to my vocabulary so I can be here. That was the one. All you got to do is find a tweet with panoramic and just scroll. <laughs> and the, the thread is probably going crazy. Oh my gosh. There's so people on Twitter are so funny, bro. Yeah. Oh my I, goodness. Yeah, no, that's, that's the greatest app of all time. All right. We're going to go into a blast from the past. Let's talk about young Lexi and her connection to video games. Video games. So I was kind of like a dorky kind of young person. So I would like go to the computer store with like my dad and go get computer games. So like I started my video game journey started with computer games and I liked um, the Sims a lot. Um, I like SimCity, so like building the city. I had a game where you could like build water slides and you like ran a water park and like people could like fly off the water slides and stuff. Um, then I had this time of, they had like Nancy Drew video games. So like I had like every single one and they were scary, but they were so fun. Um, so I played those for like hours and hours and hours and then you know, the desktop computer, like that wasn't really like a thing anymore. You go to laptops and then we always had like all the video game systems. So 
I liked, you know, uh, we had Nintendo 64, GameCube, Dreamcast. We had all that. We had the arcade games in the house. Um, so I liked playing Sonic, Crash. Um, what else did I play? Super Smash Brothers. Like I played like all like the childish games. I wasn't really allowed to play any of the other games like Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that. So I had to go to my friend's house to play it. So that's what I did. San Andreas was the first Grand Theft Auto game I played. And it's come a long way, obviously. And I got all the Grand Theft Auto, Auto games after that. Cause then I was like 15. I'm like, mom, can I please play the freaking Grand Theft Auto games? So played that, I beat one Call of Duty game. Like I played a little story mode, which like nobody does that, but I liked, I was invested in the storyline. So I played it, beat it. And I was like, yeah, I don't really like Call of Duty that much. And then like one day, like probably like my junior senior high school, I just like put the video games down and I like, never picked them up again. And now I'm terrible at all of them. Like it's embarrassing. Maybe like Mario Kart is like the only game I'm good at now. But just one day I like woke up and I just didn't want to play video games anymore. And that was it. And it's sad. It'd be like that sometimes though, you know? I, I mean, I hate the Bible verse, but you put away childish things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, like my fingers stopped working. I was like, I played 2K with my brother one day. He's 14. He like beat me by 30. I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. Don't this. <laughs> yeah, I had the same type of experience because I, I played video games and then I put them down like around that same time, like 16, 17. And then, yeah, Mario Kart is the only game I could play now. Everything else, I'm just awful at. I just see, like, grown grown people who, like, play video games for hours on hours. And, like, no shade. Like, if that's what you like to do, that's what you like to do. But I'm just like, how? <laughs> how do you just sit there? Like, my brother is like that. I'm just like, do you guys want to go outside? Do you not want to, like, go out to eat or something? Like, they just be glued to that screen. But um, if I'm, like... Not even when I'm bored. If like I'm bored enough, I'm gonna take a nap. Like I'm not gonna pick up a video game. I'm gonna go to sleep. So it's rare that it's like, all right, I wanna Yeah. Play. When I was in college and I hooped um and playing a little bit of professional, it was it kept me out of trouble and kept me inside. Obviously it wasn't have, a like we talking to each other on there and stuff. So like I get it. Yeah, but I wasn't even playing online. I just used to be like, yo, my teammates, we would just I would take their money. I'd be like, yo, let's play a tournament. Like, y'all pull up, y'all, you know, this, that, and the third. When you, we'll when play you add all the extra grown-up things, like, I yeah. understand it. Oh, no, now it's really hard just because I got a crazy schedule. And, like, again, I, I barely even plug my PS5 up. But the option there, if something drops, I'm going to grab it. I, I just got to have it still there. You know what I mean? Like, I got an arcade system at the crib where I could just, like, all right. If I got company... You know what I'm saying? Hey, while I'm getting dressed, you can do this. He got this big old machine and it has like all the old games. So like when his friends come over, they're like, like we got like Golden Tee from like 2005, like graphics terrible, but they like have the time of their life playing on the Golden Yeah, Tee. I mean, it's the, it's, it's the memories that's brought in with it, but I think that's pretty dope that you started off on computer gaming because a lot of people don't start off that way. And then also, I know you're loving the, 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 uh, the glitches on the internet, how they have the Sims, and, I mean, the Sims twerking and stuff like that. Oh my gosh, I found like a whole TikTok side of Sims, like with the modifications and they like have the girls with like the big lips and the baby hairs and the cute clothes. They like run in strip clubs on the Sims. 
I'm like, Crazy. where was this Sims when I was younger? Like, I, I don't have time. Nah, you didn't need that. You didn't need that mod back there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have time to go do all those mods. I don't know. Like, cause, like they're trying to explain how to do it. I'm like, oh no, it ain't worth it. But I love. I go. I be on TikTok like seeing what all these people do to their Sims, and I'm like, this is amazing. I don't even know who to follow on TikTok, so I, you know, I'm, no, no, I'm no. at that you age. Know, we just like a few. If you like a few posts, your for you page, you just like. So that's how you get your your algorithm going. Yes, exactly. Same like Instagram. So if you view a couple pages, then that's how your explore page will look. My whole my whole timeline on Instagram is Bleacher Report, Slam, and League Fix. Cause like I just like stuff on those pages because like I just do. So that's I don't like nothing. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the type of people that don't give up no likes. I need to do that to like the big pages because I like don't see my friends on Instagram at all, and I hate yeah. No, I understand it. I got a question for both of y'all because she just said league fits. Who do y'all think in each league? Who do y'all think is the best dressed player, or like just or a couple of the best dressed players? <sighs> I'm gonna say for the guys, Chris. Paul I got right there. You got Chris Paul. I don't really I like, like how he dressed. He's simple. I like I extra stuff. They Kelly, Shay. Shay, yes. Yeah. Shay is the best dressed in the league. I was just talking to someone about that. He's I would I would say I would say those three: Shay, uh, Kelly, and um, Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, Jordan Clarkson. Okay, I'll Jordan say Clarkson has the worst. He's like you said. He's hit or miss. His hits are crazy. But I, I will I will say, but he's from the school of Nick Young, so I get it. It's gonna be some wild curveballs like that's thrown. Kilt. That was weird. Like that didn't look good to me. At all. All right, from the WBA. Um, I'm gonna put myself in there, only because I have like the girly swag. Um, but as far as like the you know tomboy stuff, um, well, Ty, she's not in the league anymore. But Ty Young was definitely one of the best dressed. Diamond to Shields can put a little fit together. Um, who else be dressing? Chloe, Chloe's not in the league anymore either, but she was on the sky for a little bit. She was probably the best dressed, in my opinion. Chloe Jackson and Shatori Walker, Kimbro. She plays for Phoenix. She, she like, yeah. in as like, See, I learned so many WNBA players from creating WNBA Bubble Life that I was just like, oh, okay. Cause I got to peep all y'all shit. Like, from, we got dub. Oh, and Taya Cooper, of course, she can dress too. She was like popping. I was out. gonna say, I was gonna see, I was gonna throw you in there, cause you, you know, what I mean, you could do the both, and, and and step out if you need to. I was gonna say Taya, and then Ty, and then also it was somebody else. Liz there. can dress too, and I give her, I give her credit. Say who? Oh, Liz Cambage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She get fit. Oh, and I'm like, she just make it work. So I love that. But yeah, so there's, there's so your answer, Jason. She was yeah, I'm surprised that neither neither of you guys mentioned uh, PJ. Tucker. Oh, Tucker. I mean, I, 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 think huh? I just think of shoes when I think of him. PJ only got kicks, bro. He dressed. <laughs> he dressed like um the dream. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, no, nah, hey, shouts to PJ though, man. We the same age, bro. So, you know, it's much love to the class of 03, bro. 
Hey, I had to mute my laugh. That was coming. Hey, no, you should have been laughing on it, bro. Keep this on there. Leave that on there. No, but PJ, PJ, LeBron, who else? Chris Paul, they all but we all like my whole thing. I don't I I don't feel like I can dress, but people my age dress too. It's actually funny seeing them dress how they like they're dressing like people my age. But like when they were my age, the way they was dressing, like in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah, we were forex forex all those fits were unbelievable. Look, it was great. I would like all of them to bring back one of those fits just one day. I feel like that that era is going to come back in. I hope it does not. That's gonna be really (laughs) nasty, bro. Bro, I like I like the baggy pants that's coming back, but we're not doing baggy shirts, bro. Look at look at fashion, look at Virgil and all that stuff, man. They're gonna make it into I'm 175 pounds. I don't need to be in no four. Virgil is a menace. I'm I'm cool on Virgil shit. Yeah, how you out here looking tricky. You be out here looking like a crime scene. Kanye, what they've done to men's fashion, I don't like it all the time. Right. They get they like I don't like holes in my jeans. They gave a few gems. I don't. I'm. Yeah. I'm over the whole zip tie joint. That was a lot for me. The who? The zip, like all the zip oh, ties. sneaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's all on the off white stuff. Yeah, I ain't like, gonna put down no black man. Shouts to them and all that, but and not for me. Right. Um, what's your connection with dance? Um, I just it's just something I like to do. I actually was a dancer until I was about thirteen, and then I had to, you know wrap it up to go play basketball so i was like i was did ballet. you have to wrap it up yeah because it was it so, took up so much time i was there so like your dad and your, your dad and mom was like nah yeah so i was like at the dance studio like three four hours a day i was like on competition teams like traveling and stuff so i mean i wasn't good we actually found a video of one of my recitals and it was horrifying and i'm like you paid for me to do this like i'm so sorry and it was just bad but i was having so much fun um that's all so that matters dad, ballet tap hip like i did it all i was about to go to point that's where the that's where the line was crossed i couldn't i was gonna mess up my feet so he was like you want to go do point or do you want to go play basketball so decided to pick basketball rightfully so because i was not a good dancer but now i just like dance for fun you know do tiktok dances i'm the dancer on the team you know Intro, starting lineups, bench dances, you know. Me. See, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have got all that if you didn't go do that. Cause yeah. you would have been shy. Back, you know, back to that era of baggy pants and stuff, you know, like all the soldier boy, lean with it, rock with it, the crank bass. Like I was all I was all up in that middle school. That and that's me. crazy. I was a grown ass man when that finally <laughs> worked out. <laughs> that was I think hey, that I'm was a different type of time. School, actually, because they were all on yeah. YouTube, all the dances. Do you guys Jason, you have to you have to fact check that year. I don't know when Crank That came out, but um I definitely was probably 20 or 21 for sure, grown as hell, talking about you. <laughs> do you guys have pregame dances? Like, do you guys have uh, coordinated dances that y'all do? Like no. no. But in our starting lineup. Do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what, what hard in our starting wrestling? lineups the people who feel like you know doing a little thing, they'll do the little thing. And we just yeah. you know gas them up. Um, 
When did it come out? Why is I it feel like that's the game? that's one of the funnest parts of sports though, is like that like getting ready for the game, the whole team like crowd around each other. Like yeah, it was like, crazy, it was dog. Crazy. It was like it was down a, it was it was during a thirsty time because I remember Dwight Howard really being involved in that. Um and he's a rookie. I'm one year older than Dwight. So 2004, I want to say it was 05. That was a thirsty time because Chris Brown had just came out. Marion had did a debut. He had broke up. Guys dancing all over the place. Yeah, we was out here just doing all this shit. And, you know, but. Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was crazy. But shout to your parents pulling you out of dance. <laughs> but they helped you also in a scenario of, you know, getting that extra talent. So now you can. You know, whenever you decide to have a little kid, you can put it in, you can put your child in dance and just oh, get yeah. that my experience. Definitely doing dance classes. If my child has no rhythm. Look, what if you didn't have no rhythm? You probably oh, wouldn't be oh, able to look, I you can't even Euro step. There's four of us, and me and my brother, who's the baby, we have rhythm. And then the two middle ones, my sisters, like See? I don't know what happened. They probably out here dancing like the black power ranger. It's all bad. <laughs> Um, basketball for most people don't know your dad played in the NBA how was that well I was a baby so I don't really remember much of him playing um, I could tell you oh yeah I, I'm, I'm old so you know your dad won a dunk contest when I was six you know what I'm saying and I had the Reebok pump shit I thought that shit was gonna make me jump higher false advertisement but it was dope it was ill and then I also be trying to fight for your pops when niggas say that the dunk ain't dope. It's 91. Nobody was thinking about covering their face. First of all, I've never even heard anybody say it wasn't dope. Oh, they be hating. Because, you know, look at you got to look at it like this. When people go back to watch things, they try to depreciate it in a current eye. Yeah. Like, it's just like watching a movie and you're like, y'all used to like this? Y'all thought this but was funny? When I, that's true. Because when I watch movies like. What movie did you slander? You got served. Oh my gosh. Hard. Hard. <laughs> that movie was bad then. It See, was like, bad then. But like so that, yeah, my whole thing with like that. See, movie, I, ain't, I ain't messing with y'all. See, Bro, that was a terror. The, the acting in that movie was disgusting. It was all right. Give me another movie. Um, um I can't I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there have been a few movies I've went back to watch and I turned them off. So I'm like <laughs> it's it's all good. I, I'm just letting you know that people be going back and looking at shit. I know I personally went back to the 97 dunk contest because they actually ended it. It was that bad. Okay. And that's the year Kobe the won. Impressive thing about early 90s and those dunk contests is one the the stars. Yeah participated even my dad wasn't really a star though he kind of he actually was like a late addition actually two they didn't get all them chances to make the dunk that is true make the dunk you miss it that's it yeah you get one try all this three chances 60 it was hard though because when you really think about him doing that dunk and then all the blindfold all the no look all that it had to happen for everybody to get that the same way Isaiah Ryder did the East Bay and then Kobe did it. And then everybody started going between their legs. And it's just like, and there was you no can't call Instagram, it whack. Instagram. There was no Twitter. Oh, nah. Like he, he thought of that on his own. Like, yeah, that's no true. Copying anybody else or paying tribute to anybody else or using props or 
Like not throwing shade to none of the recent dunk contests. But he's also six one too, right? Yeah, he's a little guy. Hey, 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 hey! We not that little. I'm six one too. Don't be calling me little. <laughs> These recent dunk contests have been me. You ain't feeling it. I they've thought, been I, trash, man. They've been trash. You I'm know cool. Trash. No, D-Way, Rob. Whatever D-way. ones that Aaron Gordon has been in, he's been nice. Cool, but I think people were like loving it only because like he got robbed like they have to like throw that element into it now like robbing someone of winning yeah. and everyone's like oh my god I have yeah i don't want the i don't want the drama part of it but i just know yeah, cats like, can all dramatics now Dwayne wade giving everybody like bad scores like he was just lit shout out to d-wade fellow capricorn he was just lit though stall him <laughs> so we go get back to basketball were you born literally with the ball in your hand or did your de- or did your parents give you time to gravitate to it? I was always around the game, you know. Mm. I have pictures like on the Boston Garden floor. Like I've just always been around it, so I think that eventually the ball was gonna come to me. They never forced me to play. Honestly, there were times where they like kind of tried to get me out of basketball because I was so bad at the beginning. But it was just something that I learned to love. I made a lot of friends playing basketball. We had like a little team that. I played with for like maybe four or five years and we were terrible and then we got really good. And it was like that journey was what, what, what made me fall in love with basketball. I think that was like probably elementary school to about like seventh grade. Like, so maybe like fourth to seventh grade, like we just had this group of girls who none of them play basketball anymore, but we just had this friendship and this bond that grew and we like just grew together as players, as, as young ladies and everything. And I think that, camaraderie those relationships that's what like made me love basketball so much when did you feel like yo i'm nice i will tell you the exact game it was eighth grade i was on the varsity team because in florida you can play varsity in middle school and we were playing like one of the best teams in the state to go to the final final four i think or something i don't remember what part of the playoffs we were in we went to their gym. I was eighth grade and the girls were like, I don't know if they were seniors or not, but they were like way older than me. We lost, but I think I had like 28 points or something. And like after the game, everyone was like, yo, like she's good. Da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, I'm only 14, like, uh-huh, 13. So oh, it was- Prodigy, just out here, just Yeah, nice. so like after that moment, you know, I was like, okay. Actually, I take, oh, was I eighth grade? Yeah, it was eighth grade. And that's, I was at a private school and, you know, I was like, mom, can I go to a public school, please? She let me go to a public school in Orlando and we had a team. We started five freshmen and we just ran through everybody and it was really fun. We were undefeated, um, lost in the state semifinals. And, you know, from that moment on, my confidence just slowly grew and grew and grew. Uh, what I was going to say, did you ever get labeled? d brown's daughter all the time all the time how do you feel how do you feel about that that? label like two years ago really i loved it it never bothered me yeah i mean that's not like really kind of i guess one of those like oh i'm got a target on my back now yeah but but more the way like the the kids i grew up with like that little neighborhood that we grew up in um it was a lot of athletes and their kids. So I never really thought it was like a big deal growing up, like to have a dad that played professionally. Cause I had like, like four or five really good friends of mine growing up that had 
former athletes' parents. So I don't really know that, you know, a target that like provided a target for me until probably college. Cause then you start getting on TV with commentators, interviews, all that stuff. And like every game, it was D Brown's daughter, D Brown's daughter, professional NBA player, his daughter, da 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 da. So I didn't really feel that. And it, it wasn't even pressure or anything. It was just more attention to us and our family and me as a player until like college. So you signed with Maryland out of high school? Yeah. What made you choose Maryland? Um, well, I, I committed my summer before my sophomore year. So I committed really early. I went to their elite camp and I just loved the campus. I loved the girls on the team. Uh, Christy Tolliver was my favorite player, still is, even though she's still playing. <laughs> um, and she won a national championship in Maryland. And I felt like our games were very similar. And I just wanted to be on a program where they were, you know, that's why I committed so early because like they could tell me like what they needed me to do, how they needed me to come prepared for college. So I just spent the rest of my high school, you know, preparing to play for, for Coach Freeze at Maryland. And I loved it. I mean, the only reason why I really left is because I did not like I did not sign up for the Big Ten. It's not that wasn't my dream to go play in, you know, those at those universities. And, you know, it was just really unfortunate. I mean, it was a good thing for the school, obviously, but it was unfortunate for us who had ACC dreams that we know we got kind of got put in that situation. And two of the girls that I went in with ended up staying, but me and me and the other girl that I came in with, we ended up, we both left. But if we had stayed in the ACC, I definitely would have stayed, I think. Um, but just my dreams were not Iowa, Wisconsin, Michigan. That's where I was at. I'm sad. I, was, I spent two yeah. years of my I life mean, in I Iowa. I wanted to play at Miami, Boston College, UNC. Like, those are the places I wanted to play. So that's why I decided to make that change. So why Duke out of all schools? Um. Well, funny. I didn't even want to go there. My mom made me go on a visit there. And I fell in love when I got there. She just basically told me that um, I was in a really good Aren't moms the greatest? They're dope. They know best. They know best. It's real. Like, they really do know best. Um, I was in a really good competitive business school undergrad at Maryland. And she's like, well, you're not going to downgrade your education. So Duke was really the only option, you know, education-wise. And it ended up being the best decision of my life, I think. I got to leave there with undergrad and a grad degree, master's degree. So that's that was really the reason I knew I was going to be okay with basketball no matter where I went because I know how hard I work and you know I was willing to you know do whatever to to win basketball games so it was the other stuff that was important to me so were you uh you, you mentioned North Carolina were you a UNC fan before you went to Duke I grew up loving North Carolina that was my dream school and they did not recruit me at all and it crushed my heart yeah. So how did you feel then playing for the, your blood rival at that point? It was it was just really funny because yeah. one of my really good friends growing up, her dream was Duke and my dream was UNC. And she ended up going to George Washington and I ended up at Duke. Yeah. Um, I think I beat North Carolina. I played them at Maryland twice. I think I lost them once at Maryland and I lost them once at Duke. But for the most part, we like busted their ass. So it felt good. Yeah. And I was like, ha, ah, you didn't recruit me. So now you got to see me twice a year. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
Yeah. I mean, Hey, everything happens for a reason. Sometimes you just don't, you, you know, the, the things that you think you want, you know, God got a different plan. And then obviously mom's always like, look, you're going to do, you ain't got no, like we're going on a visit and I don't want to hear it. That's, that's, that's what it is. And your dad's like, Hey, you heard your mom. Basically. Um, exactly you said, there you go. <laughs> All right. So you knew you, Oh, go ahead, Jason. Yeah, yeah. Was your was your favorite memory um, in college? Was it playing or was it something else? Ooh, I would say my best playing memories. I don't know. I had such great memories at both schools doing different things. Um, just I don't know. It's like a, it's like a tie because I had I had such a great time in college. That's when you ask college or pro, and I pick college, and you're like, what? Yeah. I had the best time and I had like two completely opposite experiences, you know, as far as like school size and culture and, and things like that. And I like had the best time at both schools. So I was like really blessed to have, you know, two really good experiences. So in the eighth grade, you knew you was really nice. When did you feel or what game did you feel like, yo, I can do this on the next level after this? Um. I mean, probably that same moment, WNBA had always been my my dream and my goal. And my dad had coached uh, two WNBA teams when I was younger, um, elementary school. With Damn, him. I forgot about that. Yeah, so I was around, you know, the WNBA when I was a little girl, which a lot of young girls don't have that opportunity, especially when I was younger because the WNBA was still like, like, I don't remember ever seeing WNBA like on TV. Oh, no, nah, it was going up. It just... Probably it wasn't that many. It wasn't that many teams, and then and a lot of teams moved. So like when we yeah. were in Orlando, he coached that that miracle team. Like there was like they had a really good fan base. Like the games were really fun. Like they weren't super empty. Like it's just the way the WNBA functions is very weird sometimes, and you know it's kind of hard to keep up sometimes. And I think now we're kind of on the up and up when it comes to you know viewership and getting on TV, and we have a little league pass and all that stuff now, but just how the the women worked and you know what kind of people they were to me and you know the relationships they they always wanted to have with me being you know coach's daughter it just made me want to be a part of that league even more so from that moment like I was always playing basketball but when my dad had those few years of coaching that's when I was like this is what I really want to do and you know every year um after like that eighth grade year I was just like I can like this is something I really want to do and, you know just locked in a little bit more every single year missed out probably on some things in high school you know that some people got to do that I didn't get to do which you know that was just the sacrifice I was making to get to that next level which was college and my parents did a great job of you know not having me lose sight of where I was at the moment and they're like okay well you're in high school like try to be one of the best high school players okay did that now go to now we want you to get to a top 25 school you know that's your next goal do that did that now try to be one of the best players on your team, win games, like win a championship, did that. Now try to be one of the best players in the country, you know, do that. And then, you know, eventually, you know, all getting those little baby steps, you know, finally to the top is, you know, get drafted. And, you know, that was something that we always talked about you know, amongst ourselves. So for it to, you know, pan out the way it did was really exciting for all of us. So you get drafted by the Connecticut Sun. How was that? That year was like a blur. It was it was a great learning experience. You know, that's the most positive thing I can say about mm -hmm. that. And it was hard, but, you know, I feel like 
That's always growing pains. You know yeah, what I mean? There's in those situations. There are players that, you know, completely skip the growing pains. Some people get it like when they're super young. Some people get it a little bit later in their career. Um, it was a blessing to learn a lot about myself, how to, I've never had to navigate a situation like that before. So the way I handled that, I think I, I was very mature about it for the most part. Um, got out of the situation. Thankfully, not everybody has that um, happen. You know, they're in a, in a kind of a messed up situation for, you know, their basketball and they get to the leave after one year. Um, so I will always be grateful to Kurt for, you know, having me on the team. Um, still like including me in the rotation, kind of. He recognized how hard I worked and the work ethic I had and what type of teammate I was. So when it was time to, you know, make that move, he was just kind of like, you know, go ahead, Lex go go prosper somewhere else because he he did have that belief in me you know he he valued me still because he could have definitely just waved me or cut me so and he didn't he traded me so. who is Lexi Brown now as a WNBA player I'm still trying to figure it out um my journey so far the WNBA has been like weird to me um it's just such a competitive league. And I think I got caught up a lot in, do I belong here? Like, am I good enough to be here? And I think that I've proven that. And I think other people recognized it. And I just didn't recognize it. So I think this season is going to be the first year where I don't feel like, you know, like I could get cut today. Like I literally, those are literally the thoughts I was having up until this point. And now I'm not overseas. I'm doing a really rigorous off season training you know, thing for the first time. And I'm really excited to see how that translates to the court. Um, I'm trying to be the best shooter in the league. And I said that last season and it didn't happen. And I got a little derailed with the concussion and stuff, but I feel like this season I, I can definitely do that. I'm capable of doing that. And it's just, it's a confidence thing for me. And I think that this is going to be the most confident legacy that people will see on the court. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. All right. Shoes. What's your favorite shoe to hoop in? Or your favorite shoe that you hooped in in all time? I'll start with that all time. Yeah, my favorite shoes are Kobe's. Okay. Just signed with Reebok, so I'm not playing in Kobe's anymore. I so you got Adidas, basically. You can do Reebok Adidas. Adidas and Reebok. For most people that don't know that. Yeah. I don't like Adidas basketball shoes. Um, I tried playing in AIs. They're too heavy. Um, I'm going to have to talk to my people over at Adidas <laughs> and get some promo. Are those you know what? Nah, it's it's probably the questions are really clunky. It's just a clunky They're shoe. So clunky. Yeah. And I'm yeah. so used to like Kobe's and like KD's that are like socks. Okay, how how about we get somebody to send you some Kobe ones, some crazy eights, some pro model two G's. These are very light basketball shoes. And, crazy translate, and they translate very well into this era. Those are the shoes I played in when I when I played for Adidas AAU teams and stuff like yeah. that. I'm a Nike guy. But I always still got love for Adidas. But the shoes, so they have the kamikazes, which I like those. I like low top shoes. So kamikazes too high. They're too high, but they made low top versions. Okay. So you actually like tried to hoop in those? Yeah, I worked out in them. I haven't like played think? them yet. They're cool. I like them, but JJ Watt has shoes. They're cross training. I think they're cross training shoes. Yeah, there are cross trainers. But I've mm -hmm. hooped in them and I love them. I love okay. them. They remind me of the KDs that are like 
more bendy. I'm yeah, we're gonna like have we're gonna have to talk to uh, what's how they say it, Pyramal. So we're gonna have to get some ladies. You're gonna have to get you some basketball shoes to collab or something, or so the or, or do it that way. Are probably the shoes I'm a hoop in. They're the cutest. Um, they're kind of the most feminine, I think, and they're like not busy. So I'm probably gonna like get a lot of them customized and stuff. Because if they can't do, I'm sure they can do different colorways for me. But they're JJ Watt shoes, so I'm not really sure what they can do. I don't know if they're limited or not, but I love me a little customized shoe. I had a bunch. Oh, yeah, no, nah, that's dope. We ain't going to talk about Nike no more then since you're on the contract. Go Reebok. Y'all go pick up them Reeboks. <laughs> hey, Reebok Classics. Don't sleep on the Reebok Classics. You got some Cardi C's? Oh, I have got- so many. I have like eight pairs. They have sent me so much stuff. They have shown me so much love. Like Reebok so, is. So I'm going I'm to I'm I'm throw you a, a cheat code. Tell them to send you the Reebok Beatnik. It's a um slipper. So comfy. It's like a Japanese slipper. So crazy. Just say, I want the Reebok beatniks. If you wear them to games, you're going to be like, yo, them OD. <laughs> um, so now, one serious question that I wanted to ask. How do you feel, right? Because obviously, sometimes you guys are super talented as WNBA players. How do you feel now the league getting more attention because – for the wrong reasons, right? First of all, the women are the 2016, since 2016, WNBA has stepped up in the platform, speaking out for social injustice, being the front line. But when I say the negative attention, and and it's not even negative, but more male viewers are coming to watch the games on beauty versus how you guys are actually playing. Like you guys are really good damn basketball players. How do you feel about that? Do you guys have conversations in the locker room that you guys should be respected for how you play and not how you guys look. Um, I think that's just the reality of society. Mm-hmm. And it sucks, but um, I don't know. I've never been asked that question before. I know it's a different question because yeah. I think I, I asked. My- Honestly, for me, if you like go on my page or anything like that, there's unless like season time is really the only time you really see a lot of basketball stuff. So, you know, I like, like, I like exuding, like, this confident, like, beautiful, like, girly, like, that's something I enjoy. So, for, like, when guys are, like, I like when guys are, like, oh, she's she's cute. Oh, and she can play basketball. Let me go check her out. Like, that doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. But, like, the comments, like, they need to get more girls that look like this. That, and that's exactly what that, I'm talking about. Those comments bother me because I'm, like, like, there's... Go on Google and Google beautiful women if that's what you want to see. Like, we're not here to to be your beautiful women to stare at. Like, we yeah, yeah. Happy. And I just I just think that's pretty whack. You know what I'm saying? Like, men in general on the internet have gotten way out of control. Oh and yeah, no, it's out of pocket. They think they can like, be. I'm like, who started this? Because I just want to have a conversation. Because the audacity that I have seen from males pages, fake pages. Just the things that are commenting. I'm like, I had to turn my comments off for a little bit. I was just like, what is wrong with y'all? Like, like we are not here. Like, we're not here to please only, like, men. Like, our lives do not revolve around making sure y'all are happy. Y'all like That's good that you turned your comments off and protect your mental health. Because, you know. It's like, or I just limited them. Like, you had to follow me to comment. Because I'm like, if you're going to come on here and hate, like, follow me. Don't, don't just wander on the page and then be weird like mental illness but yeah those i mean it is what it is what it is it's the internet you know obviously um 
But, but I mean, if no. you, we have a lot of beautiful women in our league. And yes, like, absolutely. Absolutely. It's not like the beautiful, like normal, like that you would think. Like you don't have to have like long hair and you don't have to wear tight clothes and short shorts to be beautiful. Like we have so many different types of beautiful women in our league. So if just because it doesn't meet their standards of beauty, like we're not beautiful enough, like it's weird. And I'm like, but we're here playing basketball. So come watch us hoop or bye. Or bye, right? <laughs> there you go. You know what I mean? Definitely. Um, I was going to ask about the bubble, but it, it, it really, I mean, how was that experience? I know it was different from the men's. Um, I would give it like a three out of 10. Okay. Um, and why a three out of 10? Such a tough score. Just hard. Like, People are, when people ask me about it, they're like, oh, couldn't it be that bad? You're just playing basketball all day. Da, 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 da. I'm like, okay, take your workplace and all the people you like, all the people you dislike, the bosses you love, the bosses you can't stand, the workers that snitch on you all the time and go live in a house, go live in a hotel together and then go to work and then come back and live in the same hotel. And you have to interact with them all the time. Like, it doesn't, it's, it's not, it's, not, it's not, healthy, not healthy, first of all. You have to be on point all the time. Like you're having a bad day. Like you can't, you walk around the bubble. She's mad. Wubble news. Like, no, like you don't have time for that. So that was hard for me. I don't have a problem. Like I'm like, like pretty happy all the time for the most part. So like that wasn't a problem for me. But like sometimes when you just kind of like having a day, you got a hard practice. You, you just need a break. That's like you yeah. being living with your best friend for four months and then you start seeing like hey why are you breathing yeah it was just <laughs> the rest were in the hotel the media members were in the hotel like it was just it was a lot and the WNBA did do an amazing job getting it together like it was very comfortable like I wasn't like the food was good as like, even though we had that little weird thing that happened in the beginning. So did the NBA bubble. It was just the quarantine time. You know, everything was very comfortable. They made everything accessible to us. They let us go to the beach, like on like scheduled beach days, like a private beach. Like they did a really good job, but just the environment for a professional athlete as a young person, as a woman, it was just tough. And then I had the concussion dealing with that on top of it was really hard but um you know if we have to go back in October when I came home I was like absolutely not but fast forward to January and you know nothing has really improved I'm like you know what if we got to do a bubble fine like it's okay for see me. that's the spirit right yeah there, you know what I mean? <laughs> we're gonna have to get you a helmet though because I was I was pretty upset <laughs> no, you was all with the concussion <laughs> what you mean Hey, because it was it was whack because like you checking the timeline, like is she playing? Oh, she out still. And some people don't get that. I've had a concussion in basketball. I like, was one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. Is she really? Is she really like, no, that shit is not a game. No, it's, it's whack. And you got to get your electrolytes. You can't go to sleep at certain times. You got a headache. It, it is. It is not the so best nobody thing. Nobody can see how you're feeling. You look fine. You know, I, I, I was told that people thought that I could have finished the season out. And I was like. And that's not how it works, because you can't even convince a doctor. Yo, I'm good. They're going to say no. You got to pass the protocol. 
It don't work like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you could plead screen. And I'm sure it was agonizing watching your team play. And you know you could have contributed. So um, I definitely wish you a, he a healthy season upcoming. Um, we have one question that we ask our guests. What advice would you give 18-year-old Lexi? 18-year-old Lexi. Um, hmm. First advice, I would say dump the boyfriend that you're dating at right now. <laughs> that would be the first. That would be the first thing. Dump him immediately. Um, second piece of advice would be um, just continue to stay focused. Uh, thinking back, like my senior year of high school, there was like a lot of times where I was kind of like, oh, do I want to like do this? Do I want to do that? Like I never lost sight, of the, lost sight of the goal, but you know, I was already signed to college. Do I really need to go do this workout? Do I really need to do this? And you know, those moments, like just understanding like it, it's all gonna it's all gonna pay off you know you don't have to go to that party it doesn't matter that you don't have like a ton of friends in high school that you're not the super popular person like it's okay you have bigger goals you got bigger dreams so just stay the course a solid advice and any little girl listening what advice would you give them as far as pursuing their dreams um just letting your light shine you don't have to dim your light for anybody else there's plenty of room for everybody's light to shine um, you also do not have to dim someone else's light to make your lights shine brighter. Um, you know, just if you have a dream, a goal, whatever it is, you just got to work super hard to get it, especially being a female. Always remember that, have that in the back of your mind. But we can do anything. You just saw a black woman become the vice president. So we can do it all. Facts. Well, thank you so much, Lexi, for joining us. This has been an excellent episode. Can't wait to for our listeners to hear it yay thank you guys for having me this was fun yeah, this was awesome love me a podcast so whenever you need me I'm here oh yeah no I got you for sure <laughs>